Welcome to this episode in the Changemakers podcast series. My name is AJ Witt from the ITAM Review. I'm joined today as well by Jen Carr from the ITAM Forum. And in this series, we talk to people working in the ITAM industry who are at the leading edge of what we do as ITAM professionals. We're joined today by Ben Strickland. Uh, ben is the recipient of the ITAM Review's ITAM Professional of the Year Award for 2021. And he works for Ray Allen Incorporated. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. And um, probably that's a good place to start as well. Let's just talk about um, what your current role is at Ray Allen and what Ray Allen do uh, in, in the ITAM industry. Uh, absolutely. So um, I am the uh, Senior Director of Product Management or uh, essentially IT Asset Management. And so, uh, so basically we develop uh, IT Asset Management tools uh, for partners, for customers, for vendors, um, to basically try and help them get uh, their own hands around various IT asset management problems. And so sometimes that means that we are uh, providing them a product that they use for their individual IT asset management uh, issues. And sometimes it means we come in and we do consulting work and you know, really do some custom uh, development and some custom mm-hmm. analysis to get people on the right track. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw from your your profile, you were previously at, um, at Cisco. So can we talk a little bit about um, how you're bringing that experience into, into ITAM around networking and hardware and, and that sort of inventory work? If 10 years ago or five years ago, you had asked me, you know, what, what is it that you do? Like, who, who do you, what do you identify yourself with? I would say, I'm, I'm a broadband guy, right? Broadband is, is you know, what I do. Uh, and um, in fact, I used to even do these stupid uh, uh, party tricks of, um, I even go back to the days of modems, you know, just mm. put a modem on there, I'll tell you exactly what's going on. It, it, it's, a, it's a skill that really doesn't, it's not that useful anymore, but uh, <laughs> I guess it, it, it was, it's nice for being able to, um, uh, like I said, it's a stupid party trick. Uh, it's good but, to have um, a party trick. That, that's right, especially a particularly geeky one. Uh, and, uh, but again, that, that comes back to, you know, to the answer to your question, you know, what is it that, that I, I really enjoy doing? It's, it's very much on the tech side. It's about being able to, um, you know, look at a problem. What is all the data that you have available to you? What are the problems that you could potentially solve, right? What is the, the art of the possible of, uh, of, of what you can do better uh, and, you know, figure out and you're using the data that you have, you know, can you do it? What else do you need? And, uh, you know, putting it all together. Quite often with, with, with ITAM tools, the hardware side of things and the hardware inventory is kind of seen as being a little bit maybe a little dull and maybe not it's not where 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 all the secret sources and 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 so on so i mean it's really important isn't it to to get that really great reliable um uh hardware inventory first and foremost isn't it because hardware runs software right oh you have to i don't know how you do one without the other quite frankly Hmm. um i mean yes you can keep track of you know all the software that you've purchased and all the licenses and you know when they expire but if you don't know if you're using them or not um, and where they're actually being used then you know you've got some really big gaps and and there's actually even more on the um on on the hardware side too because um, with software you typically have got support built into it, right? You know, part of getting the license is getting the software maintenance that goes along with it. And so you can make sure that you're 
help that you need. Um, with hardware, especially in the IT infrastructure and in the networking space, a lot of times these things are, are, are separated. Um, and so you've got to have these other contracts uh, also on there as well. And you really got to keep track of these, uh, these maintenance contracts because if you don't have the right contract on the right uh, piece of hardware, uh, running the right piece of software, um, then uh, you know, when, when a problem happens, and a problem will happen, it's not a matter of if, but when, um, then you're going to have a hard time you know, getting the, the help that you need in a, in a timely manner. And so it's just best to stay on top of it from the beginning. And um, there's usually this aha moment that folks have and they go, oh my goodness, look at all this money I can save or look at all this money that I'm wasting more likely. Um, and, uh, and so this is the opportunity to get into it. How, how did you get into sort of the ITAM space? Where were yeah. you sort of before, before you, you got to where you are now? And what uh, you well, I, I, yeah, great question. Um, so as I said, I was I was a broadband guy before. Um, so a lot of the stuff that you you probably use today for getting on your uh, uh, your home connection and you know uh, fiber over uh, sorry uh, um, uh, fiber to the home and things like that. You know I, a lot of my technologies from back in the early two thousands are still used there and Wi Fi and things like that. But um, I get I'd eventually gotten into um, OS development. Um, and I was helping Cisco move from a proprietary uh, operating system, uh, which is known as iOS, uh, not the same as you have on your iPhones, but uh, the original iOS. And uh, they were moving to a Linux system. And so I got into that. And, and when you take over um, uh, OS infrastructure, keeping track of software licenses becomes this, oh yeah, maybe you should pay attention to this over here as well. And so it was really funny, this little, you know, annoying effort that was on the side, you know, when I originally started this job, uh, eventually consumed me and became my whole life. And in fact, at some point, this was actually back in uh, about uh, 2012, um, uh, you know, I, I basically uh, said, uh, you know, look, I, I got to focus on one problem and the one and something that I can really make a difference in. And uh, software licensing is where I can make a difference. Um, and so that's, that's uh, when I started to, um, you know, made my, yeah, when I made my big change and when I got over and I started uh, working on software licensing and that's, you know, really kind of what led me to everything else that led me to, uh, to ISO 19770 that led me to, you know, what's the problem in the, uh, in the IT infrastructure industry right now, with even thinking about this, uh, what's the problem in the ITAM industry, you know, when it, when it comes to thinking about software licensing. And that was, that was really the step that started everything else I had no idea it would take me in the direction that it did. Wow. What, were you working with anyone back then? Were you working mm -hmm. with anyone who was doing software asset management or hardware asset management or, or ITAM? Or was it, was it you as an individual just saying, here's a great opportunity and I'm going to grab it and I'm <laughs> going to take it forward and prove its value? It was, it was actually funny. Um, uh, so Cisco runs these very large events called Cisco Live. And at, at the time, uh, John Chambers was still the CEO. And he does these, um, uh, these sessions where he would meet with uh, uh, people who have been very into the Cisco ecosystem, you know, for long periods of time and basically just say, what do I need to know? Right? What's, what's the problem? Okay. And, and this is actually what came up. And so 
uh, a group started forming uh, to begin doing this. And I was uh, employee number one coming in, into the group to, uh, to start uh, figuring out how uh, software licensing should change. And so I ended up building the team um, and, you know, hiring the, uh, you know, the, the big brains into it to kind of help us, you know, work through it. Um, there was uh, one, one individual in particular uh, who I ended up bringing on the team. In fact, honestly, when I think one of the smartest people that I know anywhere in the industry. Um, and uh, uh, at first, I, I think he kind of looked at it as, uh, you know, just something to do in the meantime. Um, and then, you know, he said to me, I had absolutely no idea that this was such an exciting field as it is right now. I mean, there are just such big problems out here that need to be solved, and and there's so much uh, uh, there's so much money to be saved and to be made as a result of doing it. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement in um, ISO nineteen seven seventy and and what you're working on with uh, with that group at the moment? Oh, I, I, absolutely. So uh, first off, I'm I'm a huge fan of. Uh, ISO 19770 and, uh, and, and the working group uh, 21 in particular. And about 2019, uh, early 2020, I started getting uh, involved with uh, the writing myself. I originally joined the, uh, the new hardware SWID tag, uh, sorry, the hardware HWID tag, H-W-I-D. And uh, I originally joined it as just a member of the team. Um, I ended up writing the final couple drafts of it uh, and getting uh, that out the door. Um, and since then, I've actually gotten um, uh, involved with the new um, uh, tag orchestration, which is 1970-7, as well as, uh, remember that uh, that resource utilization metrics dash four, um, I'm doing the rewrite for that one as well, too. So it's, uh, it's kind of been, uh, you know, uh, an exciting place for me to get involved. It's, it's how I like to give back, honestly. Uh, I, I always learn something new, especially with all the, uh, the wonderful people that are in that organization and just kind of getting different perspectives on things. It, it sounds like there's an awareness uh, needed around this beyond ITAM. Um, you know, it, it, I imagine that overlaps with other standards, 27,001 springs to mind from, yeah. from a security perspective and so on. Um, how how can you how can we as ITAM managers perhaps really push this idea of, of this standard to solve all, all number of problems across other stakeholders? Right. Well, it's um, there's actually a lot of power in uh, who does the purchasing, right? Mm. Um, and you know, you, you have an opportunity to ask for change where you think that you need it, right? And if people are all asking for the same bit of change, right, it's going to get higher and higher levels of, of awareness. And so one of the things that you can do is um, uh, you can ask that question, right? Uh, great, I'm purchasing these products from you. I'm gonna have to manage them now. Um, Tell me how you've done this in an ISO 19770 compliant way. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, the, the more people hear this, the more that it will uh, you know, resonate uh, within all the different areas of the industry. Because again, quite frankly, the, the issue that I run into more often than not, because again, I have these discussions as I talk to, uh, you know, now that I'm in a, uh, you know, an outside organization here with, uh, with Ray Allen, um, you know, I, I do a lot of consultancy with, you know, other, um, other manufacturers, other uh, uh, um, uh, managed service partners, uh, et cetera. 
And um, one of the things that, um, you know, that I find is everybody goes, that's an excellent idea. That's exactly what we should be doing. But very few people have ever heard of it or have kind of put it into their, their strategy uh, ahead of time. And so it's just getting out there and talking about it more than anything else. It's quite easy to think of a standard as being something that's difficult to attain to it's going to get in the way it's going to be bureaucracy mm -hmm. it's going to be paperwork but but actually it's the other way around isn't it? it's solving a, a problem for you in a standard way which will, i guess then means you can plug into other mm -hmm. systems which talk the same language effectively oh absolutely and that, that that's ultimately the nirvana right yeah. is to be able to you know you don't want to have to solve every single its at management use case that you know could ever exist yourself you want to make it so that the rest of the smart people in the world can help you do it for you. Um, and so the way that you uh, that you interact with the community, the way that you enable the community is by doing something in a way that, you know, is similar and, you know, is, is predictable um, across as many other vendors or as many other uh, participants in the ecosystem as you possibly can. Have you seen an increase in the number of people wanting to get involved with ISO? Vol you know, volunteer their time. Um, I, yes, actually, um, over especially over the past couple of years, I, I, honestly, I think that's going to continue increasing as well. Um, you know, this this team I was telling you about that you know that we built uh, back in 2012. A lot of us have moved on and gone on to do other things since then. And you know, everybody's in different companies now, and they're all having the exact same conversations in those places as well. And so, you know, it's it's the type of thing that that spreads. It really does. Yes, it's, it's bubbling up, yeah. which is great. What do you think are the opportunities for an ITAM professional over the next sort of three to five years? Where's the industry going? What are the new challenges we need to solve? Uh, honestly, I, I think this is an industry on the urge of, uh, on the verge of very, very soon, I said, really kind of exploding in growth. Um, mm -hmm. And especially coming out of, uh, out of COVID and, you know, everybody's, you know, uh, you know, starting to kind of pay attention now uh, for the first time uh, in, in a while, and especially when it comes to uh, cost savings, et cetera. I think the bigger opportunity is, is information. And that information tells me, what is it that I need to buy, right? Why, and why do I need to buy it? Um, you know, if I've got subscriptions coming up, um, you know, it's one thing to know it, um, but am I actually using this subscription? Or do I've got this new SaaS service over here that's doing the same thing that if I just, you know, put the two and two together, that, um, uh, you know, I, I'd make different decisions. I'd make different choices, right? Knowing this information. And so uh, what I'm getting at is there is a huge opportunity for people who can, you know, synthesize this data, put it together and say, here are my opportunities. Like, here's what I should be doing, right? Here is how I should be guiding my uh uh, my, my, my COO or my CFO, you know, to the right uh, decisions that we should be making here. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's literally about, you know, how do you make the most out of what you already have? Um, and, and the only way that you can do this is by spending the you know, time and the effort. And, and having somebody, by the way, who has, the, again, the expertise and can put the information together. And most importantly, it's their job. It's their responsibility. Right. And once you do that, right, the right decisions start happening. Where do you think that push is going to come from? 
is it going to come from the top down or is it going to come by people exposed to ITAM or know about ITAM pushing it up? Or is, do you think it's going to be a bit of both? I think it'll, as with all things, it ends up being a bit of both. Um, it's, it's very hard to drive it either way. Um, if, you, if it just comes from the top, um, you know, then as with, you know, kind of all top-down mandates, you know, kind of becomes, you know, go solve this problem. And then, you know, you kind of do it in the, the you know, the, the, the easiest and maybe not necessarily the most uh, efficient way possible. At the same time, you've got people pushing up from the bottom um, where, you know, who are saying, you know, ah, we really could be doing this better, right? Here are the things we need to change. We make these three, five, seven changes then it's just going to completely turn, you know, our business around and how we actually, you know, you know, order or, or things like that. Um, and, and when you have these two things happening in confluence together, right, that's where success happens. So it's, it's a great opportunity. It's almost the doors open for ITAM professionals. They just need to step through it. That's right. That's all you have to do. What, what keeps you excited about ITAM? What gets you up in the morning and, and keeps you motivated about this profession? Because there is so much left to do. That's honestly what it is. Every conversation I have is always about, you know, a, a, a new set of problems that, you know, that can be resolved um, using IT asset management. What would you tell someone who's maybe considering a career in ITAM or wanted to learn more about ITAM? What would you say to them to encourage them to pursue that or to consider going in that direction? Um, well, it's you know, back to, you know, what problems do you want to solve, right? What, what opportunities do you see in front of you? And, and basically just start doing it. Um, and, and then you're going to figure out, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And, and then you're going to be able to go tell your, uh, your boss, um, hey, this is, um, you know, I found this, this wonderful new opportunity. You know, if we just, you know, use these assets, you know, in a way that we hadn't been thinking of before, you know, maybe let's, instead of, um, you know, buying things the way that we do, you know, let's go to a postpaid model or let's go to a follow the sun model or let's, and, and we can save, you know, you know, an immense amount of money this way. Um, and, and, you know, basically just, um, I said, start doing it, right? My advice is, um, I said, get into it. Start, you know, take some, take some classes, uh, get some certifications. Um, start understanding about, you know, how different manufacturers or different vendors um, uh, do things, right? Start understanding it because there's just an immense need for people with this skill set. Uh, and it's very hard to find uh, right now uh, the people that um, have spent the time and the effort to learn this at this moment in time. It's a great industry to be in, um, and we probably should do more around this. This you know, encouraging people to come in, why they should become IT asset managers. So, um, thank you for that. that I, I think you know we've really covered that today in this podcast. Um, your enthusiasm comes across in in bucket loads of uh, you know it's it's really great to speak to fellow professionals who really get this and are really really um, energized by it. So thank you very much, Ben. Um, thank, thank you, Mr. Jen. Oh, I appreciate it again. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs>